0: going to be talking about creating magic with intuition with my friend and colleague uh, stammer johan and, and actually i just remembered i forgot to ask her how to pronounce her last name again oops anyway but i'm sure she'll forgive me um so you know so let me ask the audience a question um before we formally introduce lisa um have you ever felt like there was a time where you were just guided by ideas or impulse turned out amazingly i know i have had this situations and we're like oh how do we do that again you know um and so there's some of us that are heard okay there's a small voice inside us there's intuition like how do we get that? voice out, like when we want it to, how do we master it, does it mean spending hours and years, you know, learning how to do something, and um, I teach a tool, which is divine muscle testing, but that's not the only tool there is, you know, there's so many different ways to tune in and tap into our divine source of wisdom and access information, so that's why we decided to have Lisa on the show today as a joy mindset expert she's discovered that everyone has a desire to find purpose and meaning in their lives. And, you know, we go through pain, we go through suffering. Um, and instead of seeing these things as bad, maybe we can see them as guiding us to something new. So there's a there's a, there's a saying that says, you know, breakthroughs come after our breakdowns. I love that uh, because I have found that to be so true in my own journey. And spiritual journeys are all unique, so we can't say necessarily that, you know, mine would be perfect for you, or, you know, vice versa. Uh, But I also do believe that uh, we are as humans evolving and experiencing and we can either go through life, you know, experiencing more grace and ease and using tools, using spiritual tools, using our intuition for our benefit or just be like a complete victim of whatever is happening in our lives. So today we're going to talk about all of that uh, with Lisa, like why most people get stuck and burned out in the first place, why intuition and spiritual tools are best to use when we're actually lost, uh, not like, oh, I feel so great, oh, I'm going to access my intuition, you know. Um, you know, how to create a life of joy and freedom with greater ease and flow, and what you can do today to get clarity and answers for any burning questions that you have. Um, and you can visit Lisa at her website, and it's Lisa, L-I-S-A, and then Stammer, you'll probably have to tell me pronounce <laughs> your last name, Um S-D-A-M-M-E-R, dot com, and uh, we'll say that a little later as well. And if you would like a little pre-coaching, now's uh, now a great time to call in live, 818-514-1190, hit 1. So we know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190, hit 1. And then, you know, if your hand's up, then we will unmute you later in the show. Please do not call in through Skype. Uh, use a phone um, so I can say, you know, the last um, four digits of your number so we know who you are And you can ask your question. Um, And uh, so, um, like I said, Lisa is a Joy Mindset expert, and um, she's a licensed professional counselor for over 30 years and a leadership mindset coach for 20. And uh, she has that ability to offer mentorship and guidance, uh, which is really powerful for people. And she mentors successful entrepreneurs and conscious creators who are feeling frustrated in the last through a journey of transformation so that they can feel the passion in their businesses and lives again, discover new ways of living that allows freedom and joy. So, Lisa, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Karen. This is, a, this is such a gift, such a pleasure to reconnect with you again.
0: Yeah, it is. I know it's been a number of months since your beautiful Summit, and uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and, and just tell people your website again and how to properly pronounce your last name.
1: Absolutely. And uh, no, <laughs> no harm, no foul there. I had to learn how to say it as well. It's Lisa Stammer Johan. And, um, you know, I'm sure that you can access it by, you know, checking out uh, the podcast and whatnot. But um, I, I loved all that you shared in the intro, because I think that um, this whole idea of, you know, intuition is something that uh, we talk about, but not a lot of people understand. So um, I'm happy to kind of you know, talk about it. We can go as deep as you want. And, um, you know, you mentioned too that people can call in for live coaching. And I think what's interesting is that a lot of people don't even know what that means. Like, what do you, what what do we mean by live coaching? If it's okay, I wanted to just say, like, just, um, if anybody has a burning question, like, I need an answer to this and I want my intuition to give me the answer today. Like, I have to make a big decision. I want the answer today. Like, you can call in for that. Um, And it it sounds kind of like a big, big promise because like how do you get the answer in five seconds or less? Maybe it'll take 10 seconds, right? But I really do believe that if we go inward and trust ourselves and listen to our, our internal guidance and our intuition, we can get clarity pretty quickly. Um, so I'm going to invite anybody who wants to call in that you can do that. It doesn't have to be life coaching about this big, you know, um, you know, project that you have going on and you want a detailed uh, explanation, but just maybe a quick answer to something. Should I do A or B? So I'm going to make that invitation too.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, tell us a little bit about your history, how you became a Joy Mindset expert. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's kind of been an evolution. Um, you, you shared in the intro again that uh, I'm a licensed professional counselor. And, um, you know, when I was, uh, I, I'm going to say that I think I, I feel like I've been an intuitive and a counselor and a coach all of my life. And it's just something that's um, evolved into a career in that, you know, I went to school for psychology and I got licensed as a professional counselor in the state of New Jersey and i I practiced counseling for many, many years, first in agencies, and then I went out and had a private practice. Um, And during my private practice and even a little bit before that, I got introduced to the idea of coaching, professional coaching. And really what I discovered with coaching is that it's really a form of positive psychology. And so it was a really natural fit for me um, to step into that space and I did get formal training in coaching because it is different than psychology. It's different than counseling in that we don't have to delve into our past and uncover all of our wounds necessarily to make a transition forward. We may understand those, those areas of our lives, but with positive psychology and coaching, you know, we can create a life that we love. We can create a business um, by accessing um, all that we are through positive psychology. So I've been doing both. For a very long time, I've been uh, a counselor for 30 years now and a coach for about 20 years. And as I go along this journey, I'm finding that I think the way that we define ourselves is really interesting because all that I do is really just an outreach of who I've been all along. So the titles that I give myself are one thing, but the work that I'm doing, the way I'm impacting lives is all-encompassing. Um, And, you know, my formal training, but also my life experiences, the lessons I've learned, the mistakes I've made, and the successes I've had have all been informed by my intuition. And so I think that's why this topic is so passionate for me, um, because I I, I am where I am right now because of my intuition, good or bad, Yeah, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. and That's a little bit about where I've been. Yeah, people are are products of their product, if you will, like that. Their um, their evolution is is, and their passion stems from their own experiences, their own, um, like you said, sometimes mistakes. Although I don't believe there's really anything like a mistake, but you know, I, we use that terminology yes. a lot yeah. in our society. So um, that's really, really, uh, that's really, really cool. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of people who get kind of, kind of stuck. And Why do you think that is? Like why do people get stuck and burned out or, or or sensitive souls, who are a lot of people listening to the show, get into this mm. overwhelm and then they're just stuck. They're just overwhelmed. They can't make a decision. What's going on?
1: There's a lot. That's a great question. And I think there are a lot of reasons that I could um, – used to kind of explain it. But I think that the overarching reason that why people feel stuck and overwhelmed is that they are not really aligned with what brings them joy. They're not aligned with, I want to call it our soul's longing. And um, I want to be careful here because I don't think that any one person has like one purpose, you know, like I I, I, I believe that we have like a soul journey, but I don't think that I like, If I had thought that, I would have stayed as a counselor for the rest of my life. You know, like I felt when I was younger that my calling was a counselor, but then it evolved as I learned more about myself and the world and I let go of a lot of things. And so I think people feel stuck and overwhelmed because they're not aligned with their soul's longing. Um, And once we get in touch with what really brings us joy, which is aligned with our soul's longing, then we can kind of be released. And even if the work that we're doing is still challenging, and I hate to use the word hard, but, like, challenging and demands a lot from us, we don't necessarily feel stuck and overwhelmed anymore, if that makes sense. That is
0: so true. Yes, because, you know, sometimes people look at my life as an outsider, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you are so busy oh my gosh, I could never do that, right? And I'm like, well, this is my life and not yours. And so I love what I do. I'm so passionate about it. And it doesn't it doesn't feel like work 99% of the time. Yes. It's just fun. Yes. And even if I'm learning how to use a new app or something like that, and sometimes I'll get momentarily frustrated, that the end goal of what I wish to create for my community is worth it. Like it's just like I'm going to yes. figure this out because this is how I want to connect with my community and I this is a new skill I'm going to learn because that's how important it is to me. And so at the end of the day, it doesn't feel like drudgery. It doesn't feel like what I used to feel, which was just this obligation to have to do something. Like, let's speak to that around. I'm sure you see that a lot in your coaching counseling, you know, in the past of people feeling obligated. I have to do this work. I have to go – you know, to, to to get my paycheck, I have to go get a job to to keep my job. Even though I hate my job, I have to do this for my family. You know, because my my, my parent is is sick and, and they don't want to take care of themselves, so I have to do this. So what what mm-hmm. is that
1: about? Because that feels really sticky. Oh my gosh, yes, and this is a great one because we have I have language around this. There's a lot of language that comes from like an empowering point of view or perspective versus a victim perspective. And I think what you're speaking to is shifting from the victim perspective to the, um, the possibility perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, I think most people have the idea that they are forced or they don't have choices to do things. But really it's just a story that we've all been sold. So for anyone listening and you feel like you're in a victim story, I don't, want you, I don't want to create any more shame or blame because it's just the way we talk as human beings. It's ridiculous, really. But we talk this way all the time. Oh, I got to go pick up my kids from school or, oh, I have to go to the supermarket. <laughs> Like, God forbid I go to the supermarket and I buy prepackaged food where I didn't have to go, you know, kill the animal that I'm going to eat, hate to say <laughs> it, or, you know, go harvest the, the plants that I didn't have to grow and bring them home and cook them in my beautiful oven or stove that I didn't have to make. I didn't have to make a raw fire, you know, like we have so right. many um, advantages, but we see this, this way of victimhood. And also mm-hmm. when I started changing the way i talk like now i say instead of i have to i say i get to and if i don't my husband catches me because we're both talking this way now right like i oh, don't i get to do that you know right um and it's such a shift but when you start speaking the language of empowerment, it, it's interesting how other people react. on am noticing. You know, like some people buy into it and they're like, "Oh, I like that. I want to start saying it." And other people are like, "Um, okay, you know, get off your whatever you flower child, like whatever. You know, ah! I still have my life is so hard over here, right? Um, but wow. I, if I can, if I can illustrate this even more clearly, I am. I hope it's okay to share a quick story, and it. I swear sure. it'll be brief. That. Um, you know my story, uh, that my daughter has uh, Down syndrome and a heart defect. And, you know, I'm very, very, very thankful that she's 14 years old now and she's doing well. But there was a time that she wasn't. Um, when she was born, she had a, heart, a major heart defect, and they didn't think she was going to live very long. In fact, that was her prognosis, that she wouldn't live to birth. And if she did, she wouldn't live very long after that. And so we faced a lot of challenges in the very beginning of her life this is 14 years ago, and there was a time when she was um, one, not even one that my family stayed at a Ronald McDonald house for about two months, and it was the most magical experience I've had, and it might sound ridiculous to say it that way, you know, and I swear I wasn't on any medication to make me feel that way, you know, but um, I, was so, I was so moved by the kindness that we experienced by all the people there, and I was moved by the way that people treated us. But the one thing that I remember in being there is that I longed for the simple things of life that I wasn't able to do while I was living there. I wasn't able to be in my own home, to take care of my own home. And the one thing I kept telling my husband, and he thought I was nuts, is like, I just want to get home and mop my own damn kitchen floor. You know, I want to be able to mop my own kitchen floor. I want to be able to make my own bed because we were living in another space. And when I came home, I I just, I'll never forget, like for the very first month or two, I joyfully cleaned my toilets and my kitchen floor. And most people would be like, you're out of your mind. And I would like, I would weep as I I mopped the floor because I was home. And that it's that all about that perspective that I said, you know, when you're not in your own home and you don't have something of your own, when you finally get it back, or if you if you've never had it and you you achieve it, there's an appreciation there that comes from just um, that acknowledgement of gratitude. That Ooh, is beautiful. So that's beautiful. But you know, yeah, it's, I, I it's I all love about that perspective,
0: story, though. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely is, and that reminds me of that. Um, that uh that movie where the um the woman is actually the queen and owns the planet <laughs> But she's like like a reincarnated version of this queen, but she has no idea, right? So she's trudging away, cleaning toilets, you know, in a hotel and just like, hating her life, just hating it, right? And then she ends up, you know, being in outer space with all these other aliens and just like saving her family, <laughs> saving
2: the world,
0: right? And after that, she's just happy as a lark. like she gets up early, she makes, you know, her family coffee, and she's cleaning the toilet with a big smile on her face, like, you know, she gets to oh, live, that's awesome. she gets to have her family, and, you know, it's just so beautiful, like, the shift in perspective, and that's one thing that really struck me in that movie that was so um, inspirational, uh, because yes. there's always going to be somebody that has a, a sad story that's going to be worse than mine, so.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh. oh that's 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 fantastic. That's great. Um, so let's go back a little bit and talk about um, you know, intuition. So people have uh this this great desire to tap into intuition and I guess our mm-hmm. ideas or from what I'm hearing, the ideas of what it's supposed to look like is nowhere yes. like
1: reality. So people get really yeah.
0: disappointed, Lisa. They're like, it's not yeah. so easy. I don't get it. Like, why am I not getting yeah. answers? And, you know, so how do you, you know, how do you teach us
3: how to do that better?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about getting stuck and overwhelmed and how, you know, perspective has something to do with it. But I also believe that um, our intuition can inform us on what is Going to bring us joy what is going to help us get unstuck so it's you know it's a combination i believe first of all i think we have to have that positivity mindset or that you know forward-looking positive psychology that we have the ability to control our our lives and our happiness our own happiness like first we have to take responsibility for our lives in order for any of this intuition stuff to work we have to acknowledge that we are the creators of our own lives and our own destiny that intuition isn't happening to us. It's happening through us. And once we own our own responsibility for our lives and have our perspective in such a way that we can see a path forward, then we can tap into all the resources that intuition is and has. So I think oh, the responsibility yeah. thing is, is really key first. Um, Because I I know a lot of people, when I've um, counseled and coached people, I say, well, you know, do you trust your intuition? And they say, well, you know, I try to listen, but I just can't hear my own voice, and I'm too blocked, you know, and I'm too blocked to hear it, or I'm too shut down, or I don't have intuition, I don't have that gift. And what I want to say to that for anybody who's listening, too, that um, I believe that everybody has access to their own intuition, I don't believe that it's a special spiritual gift that's only given to mystics or to people who meditate for five hours a day. I don't think it's anything special. I think it's just something that we have not been trained to access.
0: Yes, and it so, is, it's certainly not uh, in schools. You know, no, I love exactly.
2: it. If it was, yes.
0: I pro- much prefer that over calculus, personally.
1: Oh, amen to that. Oh, my gosh. And I, <laughs> you know, I was just talking to somebody about school. You know, both my kids are, are still in school. They're both in high school now. Ah! But um, one of the things <laughs> that I see, and this is no disrespect to any teachers out there because I've got plenty of friends and family who are teachers, but our That's education fine. systems are designed really to help kids regurgitate information, just learn information and facts and regurgitate it. They're not really Don't teaching think. younger kids anyway to think for themselves, to choose for themselves. I mean, so much so that my husband still will tell me the story. Whenever I talk about intuition or positive psychology, he gives me that sob story of, you know, he was given um, an assignment to do an interpretation of a piece of artwork. And he gave his interpretation, you know, of what he saw, but the teachers was like, Nope, that's not what the artist intended. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what they intended. And I, I get that, you know, there's a context in which we can look to learn and things like that, but when we use our own intuition and it's shut down by people yep. who claim that they have our best interests, our parents, our teachers, adults in our lives, then we learn to quiet that voice and shut it down. And for some people, it's shut down for a long time until they stop trusting themselves altogether. And that just makes me so sad. oh um, does. Because it could be the biggest tool to guide us toward our greatest happiness. Um, So, yeah, you're absolutely right. The school systems, you know, are not big advocates of, uh, you know, kids using their own tuition because can you imagine, though, I mean, in their defense, like, you know, I don't feel, uh, you know, my intuition is guiding me to not be in school today and just go play on the beach today. Like... (laughs) right oh my goodness yes yeah, there would be you know, chaos
0: and anarchy <laughs>
1: there be exactly god forbid um so yeah oh, we're not really we're not really taught that but there are enough people um out there teaching intuition and allowing individuals to to be guided by their intuition there are enough light workers like yourself and and many and many others who understand this and are still trying to embrace it and teach it. So, you know, there's definitely hope for us all. Um, and I know yeah, from, in and my and some work... some of the conscious
0: parents, right? Like, you know, you are yes. a parent, and it's, it's just wonderful to see, yes. like, conscious yeah. parents really asking their children uh, and not just dictating to them what they should or shouldn't feel, what they should or shouldn't be and it's so refreshing um because yes. i just yes. sometimes cringe in pain like just you know hearing some of the words that come out of adults mouths uh to their children um and you know yeah you yes. know, you've, i'm sure you've heard those over the years like do as i say not as i do and you know and i'm like if you look at our politicians if you look at the people that we're supposed to be looking up to and how they act mm. We really want our children to act like that no so mm-hmm. why are adults acting like that way and then getting angry at children from for so-called misbehaving and rebelling i mean they should rebel like we are terrible that's examples.
4: right
1: <laughs> that's right that's right yes and and i i'd like to consider myself one of those um conscious parents <laughs> i'm hoping that that's how i'm uh you know how i'm behaving I don't think my kids will ever understand what that means because they're just being kids and this is their experience. But um, as an older parent, too, I had my kids later in life at 39 and 41. And I have to say it it was a blessing. It was hardship because I had a hard time conceiving and all that stuff, yada, yada. But it was a blessing in that I was able to really be a lot more conscious. And especially, you know, um, parenting my teenage son. He's 16. And seeing him evolving into this person that is separate from me, um, doesn't think like me, doesn't have my same belief system. And, you know, yeah. growing up, if, if uh, I had followed, you know, the rules of my parents who meant well, I would have definitely been much more, um, I don't want to, maybe not controlling, but trying to help him to understand what I believe and teach him and, and almost force it on him, you know. But uh-huh. I'm, not noticed, I'm noticing I'm sorry, say that again?
0: That's what I see parents doing.
1: Yeah. You know, it's forcing yeah, their belief exactly. on the, the child as if they're like the mini-me. <laughs> right, right. And the last thing I want is a mini-me, you know, because I'm trying to change. <laughs> and I don't want them stuck where I am. I want them to, like, leapfrog me into their own being. Um, so it's really exciting, actually, and, and it's a relief to parent differently because I don't have to make them into the person that I think they should be. They're becoming and I'm watching. And my husband and I use the terminology we just put the bumpers up, you know? I put him it's like when you go bowling and you put up the bumpers to guide them. Like I don't want him to just be able to just fly wherever he wants in the world, you know what I mean, and just have my credit card and go at it, you know? <laughs> right, right. There, there are to be boundaries right yes. yeah there's boundaries there's parameters but within those boundaries and parameters you know i want i want them to have the freedom that that they have you know i want them to to choose and it's it's really um interesting to to watch them following their own intuition and by not giving those limits i'm paying attention to the things that um like, if I ask my son to do something and he says, no, I don't want to do it, and it's not being obstinate or I'm saying take out the trash and he won't do it, but other things like, hey, why don't you try this? And he says, no, I don't like that. I don't want that. I trust it. And I say, yeah, okay, that's not who you're becoming. Got it. What, what would you choose instead? Well, I choose to do this instead. Great. How can I support you? And by allowing him to have that, have his intuition of what brings him joy, what guides him I'm hoping that he can maintain that through his adulthood so that he doesn't have to wait until he's into his 30s and 40s and 50s to give himself permission to actually listen to himself. Um, oh, that's that's the that's gift I'm awesome. hoping I'm giving.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is so, so awesome. And sometimes I, I'm almost like, man, I, I want to try being a parent, you know, in this lifetime. You know, it's not my role. It's not my role. I, you know, it didn't work out that way, but sometimes it's like, oh, wow. Because as I'm learning from conscious parents and like it, I had like two mm-hmm. weeks with the twelve-year-old, you know. Um, <laughs> so mm. my my um um my uh, sister-in-law's son and uh, boy, it was difficult. It was difficult that you know mom was in jail and it was just like you know and oh, I was doing boy. the best I could, but I have to say that I you know it was such a uh, such a growth thing and and that whole boundary thing like the one is like. You want to please this kid, and I'm not the parent, so it's like you know. Yeah. Why should I listen to you? You know what I mean. I just the character just feeds you, you know, uh, and takes care of you. Uh, And at the time, you know, my husband and I had differences on. You know, he was very lax. He was the fun, the fun parent, if you will. and I was the strict one. Yes. Because I'm like, no, you cannot eat cookies for dinner, uh, all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's <laughs> right, do a right. homemade pizza. Okay, what do you want to talk about? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like pulling out the stops. I'm like, oh my gosh, like parents do this every day. <laughs> oh my goodness. Every day. <laughs> to be that conscious, right? And then to have some kid upset, and you're like, okay you know and it just but it was a, yeah. it was an amazing experience. Um I'm not sure, you know, if it's not my kid that I would be willing necessarily to handle it more than 2 weeks, but um
2: <laughs> it, was, it was really amazing. Um
0: and, yeah. and and um yeah, so when when kids can start earlier with tuning in and you're allowing it so much better. So what about those of us, you know, in their 50s, 60s, you know, maybe 70s, who, you know, were indoctrinated and conditioned yeah. to not listen to ourselves? Now what do we do? Like we, we hear of this thing called intuition. We sort of right. sort of get like what it might look like, but, you know, have no idea where to start. So where do we start?
1: Oh, that's a great question, and I love this because it is so, so simple. It's so simple. Like, when I first started um, really diving into this topic and teaching it the way we're talking about it now, a lot of people were like, well, how long do I have to learn to meditate because I can't get quiet and I can't hear that voice, and my mind just keeps wandering. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. All Mm -hmm. we need to do is start small. Start small and pay attention to how we feel. To how we feel and and our emotional guidance system I think is one of the foundations of listening to our intuition um, because I think that our intuition comes to each of us in a different way some people say they hear something some people say they have their hair stand up on their arms some people say they just feel right you know, so there is no one clear way like, okay, now if you dial your frequency to, you know, five, you'll know <laughs> exactly what it is. But, but we, all can, we all need to find that path of where our frequency is, where we're tapped into our soul, like I keep saying, our soul's longing. What is right for us? And what's right for me is not right for you and vice versa. So um, I like to say start with making small choices and feeling what's right and then seeing how it turns out. Because the other piece about intuition that I found fascinating when I did some research is that our intuition really is, it's not just a spiritual tool, even though I do think, for me at least, I tap into my spirituality and I get answers that I could not have known otherwise. But our intuition is also informed by all of our past experiences, all the things that have happened up until now that has guided us through safety to where we are. So, for example, like if I'm walking down a dark road in Camden, New Jersey, at night, it's a very dangerous city, and I feel fear, I'm justified in feeling that because I know there's a lot of high crime. And I should be on the lookout. First of all, I probably shouldn't be walking alone in a, in a city at night that I know has a lot of crime, but I should feel that fear. So that's a logical thing. But if I'm walking around and it's sunny out and I'm walking, you know, in a, in an area that's typically safe and I get that feeling of, like, my hair standing up or that gut in my, like, I feel sick to my stomach and I feel that intuit, intuitive hit, I pay attention because it's not normal. It's out of the norm. And I can kind of like say, okay, why am I feeling this? What triggered it and whatnot? And be, just be more aware. So I'm kind of going all over the place. But tapping into the way that we feel is one of those first steps. And even simpler than that, um, for making choices, um, I like to play, this is like the most basic, basic, basic. I like to play the hot-cold game i don't know if you've ever heard this before but um i got it from somewhere and i wish i could remember where but it's a it's a concept where when we when i was a kid we used to play this game hot cold and
0: someone oh, would hide nice. like a friend
1: yes, do it. you remember this yes yeah you would hide like an object right like under the couch cushion or something, and then you, the, per, the other person would have to try to find the object. And the right. person who hit it would say, you're getting hotter, you're getting hotter when you're getting closer to it, and colder, colder, colder if you're moving away. Well, when we're making choices, I like to play the hot cold game with myself to determine whether or not it's for me or it's not for me. And that's as simple as it gets. Like, it doesn't have to be like an earth-shattering decision. It could be something like looking at a menu <laughs> at a restaurant like right. do i feel like fish yes, tonight I love or do i feel like having chicken you know like what do i feel mm-hmm. more and i might close sometimes i close my eyes and my husband's like you're doing the hot cold game aren't you i'm like yep i am leave mm-hmm. me alone <laughs> and and i'll say "Ooh, fish no i'm not feeling it and i close my eyes to kind of tap into that feeling state mm-hmm. to decide what i want and then what i do is i choose and make a decision and then once the meal comes and I eat it, I decide whether or not that was a good choice for me. So it either reinforces my sense of intuition or I just say, eh, that wasn't a great choice, whatever, you know, and I move on and I try again. But the more that we practice listening and we get that reinforcement of, oh, it worked, the more we build a belief that we can do this thing called intuition, that we have this ability to tap in. And it just reinforces and reinforces just like you know, when we're kids and we're learning a new skill, or when we're an adult, like you said, you know, using new technology. That's me too. It's like, yep. ah, it's so it's so hard to use. Once we start practicing a new tool or a new technology, we, we gain um, confidence and expertise. And that's what we do with our intuition. It starts Rural Basic. Oh,
0: that's great. I love that. It's starting basic, and it doesn't have to be this, you know, um, sitting in a cross-legged lotus position going, oh, many, oh, many, oh, You know, having a, I often, I joke with people, um, you know, that I'd be like, well, you know, be really great, you know, if this 12-foot angel just, like, I could see right in front of me and it would speak in English slowly so I'd understand exactly what the guy is.
4: Mm-hmm. But at
0: the moment, that is not my current experience. I often look right at other
2: ways of getting that information
1: <laughs> yes, yes, and but to that point, I think what's interesting is that the more we honor that side of ourselves that we can trust our intuition and tapping into source whatever that is for anyone, um you know, I do know people who see angels and see things and and you know they do have access to information that I may not have, you know. I feel like i'm um, in my own personal experience, I feel like I've been really fortunate in that I've always had a strong sense I call it spirituality, where I have heard the voice of whatever God or whatever. and I have been guided when I tap in, when I listen, when I deliberately ask questions. And so for you know uh intuition, you know one o two, if you will, some of the tools that I like to use and I'm sure you're familiar with these, too, um, are things like automatic writing or inspired writing, um, uh, and if I don't know if you want, I can touch on some of these tools these sure. just briefly. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: And I just
0: want to let folks know um, just for a moment there, Lisa, if, if you want to call in and ask Lisa a question, even if you're having a personal decision you'd like to make and maybe she can walk you through it, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up, 818-514-1190, and then hit 1. Okay, go ahead, Lisa.
1: Thank you for that. And you know, people will be um, would serve themselves if they call because when else are you going to get an opportunity for someone to help you make a decision that you're making for yourself? (laughs) You know, Ah. too often we go to other people and say, "Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do." And most people, even though they're well-meaning, will tell you what their agenda is what their agenda is. Well, you know, I think it would be great if you would just go back to school and get that degree because that will give you more ability to advance, blah, 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 when really if you listen to yourself, you might get an answer that's easier, an easier path, brings you more joy, brings just much more abundance. And so listening to ourselves is always, always a better choice than asking anyone even a professional, even me, like when my, my clients come to me and they're like, Lisa, what should I do? I'm like, how the hell should I know? I'm not you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm me. Like, and they're like, what are you talking about? You're the expert. I'm like, no, I'm the expert on me. You're the expert on you. But I can help you right. get to you. And Perfect. And well, you we got a couple of hands work. just popped
0: right up there,
1: Lisa. <laughs> All right. When, go ahead. Bring them on. Oh,
0: Okay, so did you want to go through a tool before we do that, or or do you want, should we just
1: uh, nah, bring them on. We'll, we'll we can do that. Okay,
0: great. All right, so I'm gonna say the last four digits of your phone number, and then uh, just let us know what your first name is, and then um, what you'd like help with. Okay, so the first one is three eight six zero. Hi, who's this?
3: Hi, this is Jennifer.
0: Hey,
1: Jennifer.
3: Hi. Hey, Jennifer, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm so happy you called in, you brave soul.
3: (laughs) I'm so glad you're taking calls. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what question do you have for us? Yeah, so uh, I'll try and keep it short and sweet essentially I found the show today by seeing Karen's video about having a spiritual flu which I think I may find myself in this morning after last night agonizing over the decision of if and when to book a, a trip to London I had been planning on going all summer first international trip since you know all this started um, and I've been so excited and then when it came to book the flight I just absolutely freaked out which is not usually my reaction to things um, so I really, I ended up booking it because I know I have 24 hours to cancel if I need to, but I am trying to understand what happened that I went from being so excited to um, having such a strong reaction and now um, being quite congested and not feeling well today. <laughs> so Wow. Oh wow. Oh, okay.
1: that is such a great thing to share with us. So I want to thank you first and acknowledge that it takes a lot of courage to share something like this, especially online, <laughs> live and everything. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being so vulnerable with us, Jennifer.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: so let's unpack this. So you you had a, a, a book trip to London, um, right?
3: And you I, weren't I'd sure planned what to do. Book
1: my flight. Yeah. Okay. And and did and you did book it.
3: I did yeah yesterday was the last day that I figured I could wait until prices really started to skyrocket, and so i I delayed and delayed, um, and you know wasn 't that anxious about it. I was excited i, I can 't wait to travel i 've been really isolated here in Pennsylvania and um, yeah, so when I, I finally saw, I agonized for hours then trying to pick the right dates, which route. Um, and then realizing all the, you know, logistics that are going to come with the trip, which I used to travel all the time, so it's not like I'm not used to that or comfortable doing that. But I don't know if it's just been a long time, and therefore it, it's making me anxious. But, um, yeah, I'm really feeling very strange about this trip now. Okay, Okay.
1: And you know, the first thing that's coming up to me in like, in very, cause I'm just tapping into myself too in listening is I hear like this huge ginormous cloud of fear. Are you feeling any mm. fear
3: about this trip? I didn't think I was until I went to book the flight. That's what was so strange. It all just hit me like a tidal wave. So yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So I think when, when we talk about intuition, and any decision that we have to make. Um, I, I do believe that sometimes our intuition gives us, like, guidance and warnings. But then I also believe that sometimes our own past and our own experiences can kind of trip us up in, in blocking yeah. what's good for us because of fear. And so, you know, um, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that I think that a lot of people uh, who have made changes of in the way that they travel, and the way that they do things, um, have in the past, our wonderful PTSD from the pandemic and fear mm. that that has uh, brought up in us collectively, you know, in our human experience. And so sometimes that fear can kind of block us in, in, in the ways that we move forward. So I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying that, you know, that's yeah. all it is and just go on your trip. Who cares? But um, yeah. I just want to let you, I would just want to put that out and see if that resonates
3: yeah definitely and i I tried to really get you know sit with what I was experiencing last night to really get underneath it and say, What is this and I do feel that that's a piece of it. I think it's also triggering the fact that I was traveling i wasn't based anywhere before the pandemic, and so some of that I think was a response to stuff that was going on in my life, and that was okay, but I think there's part of me that doesn't want to return to that patterning and that energy of being in the world, and so I think I was also reacting, kind of associating that because I'm taking a trip. Therefore, it includes all of the, these energies of you know that prior time. Um, and the last piece, I also think maybe I just don't have the date right. I feel like it's maybe when I booked the day to leave is what I need to shift. But okay, okay.
1: So um, I don't know if you heard just right before you called, we were talking about that hot coal game. Um, were you yeah. were you listening in when we were talking about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wonder if you can just take a moment with us here real fast and see if you can close your eyes and think about this trip to London, the whole trip. Beginning, while you're there, the trip home. And give me a sense of where you are in the hot cold game, whether it's ice cold, medium, more warm, more hot, and just give yourself a moment.
3: I think I'm warm. It's not okay. hot, but it's warm.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. To go. Okay. All right. If you were
1: to tell me what your greatest fear is about the trip, what would you say?
3: Um, I think it's that. Uh, how do I say this? Um, I have shifted a lot over the last two years. I'm sure lots of people can relate. Really- <laughs> Um, and it feels like I'm going through a lot of energetic spiritual shifts right now, which makes it difficult sometimes for me to sort of manage certain environments and stabilize myself. And so I've been in the suburbs the last couple of years. And so spending six weeks in London feels a bit overwhelming to my nervous system. And I think I'm scared of what happens if I can't handle it. I have nowhere to retreat to. Like I've been in my own cocoon here in my apartment in the suburbs yeah. the last few years and I'm leaving that. Yes,
1: absolutely. Beautiful. (laughs) I I can imagine a lot of people are feeling that way. I totally get. I totally get it. So I'm hearing that you know this is kind of a returning to the way you used to kind of operate, and now it's you're getting back into this. Are there any benefits or anything that you're looking forward to in this trip
3: to London? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely anything that brings you joy. Yeah, I, I adore that city. I'm assuming I still do. I don't think that shifted out of me, but I could be wrong. Um, and, and the other pieces, I've been really separated from friends because of where I ended up having to just very quickly get an apartment um, for the pandemic, and so I'll get a lot of time with a really good friend, and so I think that also be, you know, on the flip side, really nourishing for my nervous system. Got it. Okay.
1: And I don't know if you can hear that
3: your voice changed when you started talking
1: about yeah. that. Yeah, can you right feel it?
3: Until yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So what does that tell you about, about this? I mean, there's unknowns, but I, I know that there is a lot of benefit that's going to come to it and, and that, you know, I'll probably start to adapt and adjust, even though it's been a couple years once I get there. Um, And I have Mm -hmm. my friends who support me with that too, which is really lovely. It's not like it's just a business trip or something. Yes.
1: And so the other question I had is, so is this new change of going to London, is this going to be a thing now where you're going to go back to the way it was? You're traveling a lot or?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I think that's part of it. And I'm also in all this shifting. I mean, it's been months of really asking the question, like who am I now? And and I don't think that's, I mean, that's never settled, but I, you know, clearly I feel the shifts that are happening in me spiritually and energetically and and they do not feel settled yet is the best way I can say it. Mm. Um, So, so yeah, so I, I I do think there's some anxiousness there where it feels like my soul or spirit is also like, yeah, we're, we're guiding you not to be that version of you again. So I think I have a bit of anxiety of returning to an old environment and, trying to not be that old character identity, you know? Ooh, yeah. Oh wow, my gosh, listen that's to so That Jeez.
1: Woo! Oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing. And as you say that, do you believe that you have to become or have to settle back into that old person that you are?
3: I don't believe I have to, but a lot of my journey through the last two years was moving from a time where I had very little how' uh, say willpower or um, uh, it wasn't that I didn't have awareness, it's just a lot was unpacking for me. a lot was um, mm-hmm. yeah healing. And so I can see that I'm getting better at that, but I don't feel strong yet in my ability to to anchor myself in the new way of being in this old environment.
1: Got it. And I don't know if it's even possible in the way that you described it. So so I want to invite you to consider that there is no need to be or do anything in, in its completion right now. Like, what if it was okay for you to just kind of explore as you go along and see if you like the next step and see if you like the next step and the next step? And, yeah. you know, this trip to London, just getting your feet wet, going back to a familiar place that apparently brings you joy because your voice totally changed and mm-hmm. you get to connect with these other yeah. people and seeing your life unfold without having to know
3: all the answers right now. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think I, I just don't – I recognize that there is a larger unfolding that I am not exactly in control of and I also just don't want to mess that up. So I, I, I hear – in your what you're reflecting as well, and tell me if if I'm in, misinterpreting it, but that you know, um, don't fear that taking a trip is going to disrupt all of that. It's not like it, it it stops it. It just might be a different context in which that continues to unfold. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because who gets who gets to make all the choices in your life? Yeah, I, I know I do, but I, that's what hasn't gone very well. <laughs> the last few years, so that's, that's part of the fear, I think, is not feeling sure in my ability with that yet, so mm, OK, yeah. all right. But I also want
1: to acknowledge that a lot of people um, had, had a lot of ideas of what we wanted to do over the past two years, but we didn't have the ability to, do, to be as free as we wanted to be. because some of those choices yeah. were taken away. I would have loved to have my kids yeah. continue in school, but that choice was taken away. So we had to adapt. So rather yeah. than, I think you're speaking to a, oh, I hope it's okay, Jennifer, to use you as an example here as like the um, the way that a lot of people have been experiencing this whole freaking pandemic in that we don't trust ourselves because we are not happy and therefore the things we wanted to try to do weren't working out, but it wasn't your fault. So you're not yeah. a victim. And you also had limited choices. Yeah, does that make
3: sense to you? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely don't I know I don't see myself as a victim in the situation. I see um though a transformation happening in me and it's like the goo and the cocoon, you know, I don't feel like yes, I'm a butterfly yes. yet. And so yes. the goo does not feel very comfortable. It's not oh, stable. It's awful. It's, yeah, it's not great. So um No, it's
1: yeah. awful and it's messy and it's extremely mm-hmm. messy. And I love that analogy because you're right. With a, with a transformation, it's like you have no idea what it's going to look like on the other side because you've never been there. Yes. But I think yeah. on the flip side, it can be exciting because you get to, you get to be in the driver's seat for it. Um, it's not mm. something that's going to – it's going to unfold, but you still get to kind of guide it and steer it. You don't have to be like a reaction – we don't have to be reactionary to our lives. We can be in the driver's seat and create it, and so once you once you kind of embrace that idea and can accept that yes, right now it's messy, it's fear there's fear, there's the unknown, there's all this stuff, but honestly, would you want it any other way? I mean, would you want somebody to say, "No, do this, do that?" you know like yeah. none of us want to be told what to do, but at the same time, I would sometimes love to have somebody say, "Do this next, Lisa, and you're guaranteed to feel joy and peace. <laughs> yes
3: you know Um,
4: that's really helpful I
3: appreciate that Um, yeah because I think it it felt you know, so much has fell out of my control in the last couple of years, both on a practical mm-hmm. level in the in the world. But yeah. but on a spiritual level too with this you know, I can feel this transformation happening and it doesn't mm. feel like I'm in control of that. And so um right. what you're saying is helpful because it's helping me reengage some agency and, and some sense of like yeah, I'm I'm part of this as well and I'm co facilitating this. So Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You're the one in charge. You're the CEO of your own life. Mm. You're Mm. you're in charge. Beautiful, Jennifer. Wow. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Good luck to you. Enjoy
1: London.
2: Enjoy London. London. Thank you.
0: Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, thank you, Jennifer. Um, And we have another person with a hand up. And in the meantime, folks that are listening in, if you would like some personalized help like you just saw, it was amazing, uh, call in live, 818-514-1190. Hit 1, so we know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190 and hit 1. And if you are live online, you can also put your question in the chat, but we'd much rather you call in if that's possible and if it's not long distance, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, that, that was uh, fantastic. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much. Mm. Thank you, Jennifer, as well for that beautiful example. Yeah. And you were right. Like I mean, we could hear the shift in Jennifer's voice,
1: you know? Absolutely. You about, yeah. And yeah, that's what we were talking like, about, Whoa. Dr. Karen, like about the, you know, on the, on the other side of a breakdown is a breakthrough. And anytime yeah. we feel like we're yes. stuck and we're overwhelmed, we don't know what to do. We have the answers. We always have the answers. But sometimes we can't find it on our own. So, you know, when you raise your hand, you call in. Like, don't feel that you have to have all the answers. Sometimes I need to go to somebody else sometimes to help me to check in with myself. That's that's what this is all about. So, yeah. Yeah. It's great it's, to, it's, to have that connection.
0: It is amazing, and, you know, I mean, the bigger picture, it's like the understanding that we are all one being, having different perspectives and different
4: experiences
0: to evolve the one being, you know, it's like, wait a second, Um, so if I'm asking my mentor, Marcus, he's just me. Me. That's right. I'm reflecting That's right. back, uh, what I actually already know, and even off-world beings, beings or aliens or whatever. Like yesterday, there was a channeling, and you know, the answer that I got was more than what I would hope for, because I was already told the answer uh, through my intuition. But part of me just was like, I just want some validation here because <laughs> some people yes, really don't yes. like what I'm saying, um, and and it was like this perfect validation of that's exactly how I feel, right? And it's almost like that person, like the you know the off world being, was like reading my mind, but saying the way uh, a different way of saying it, and it was so beautiful and so loving. I was like moved to tears. It was just. Mm. Amazing and also really happy that my sense of the answer was pretty much exactly the same as what you know I mean said. it was just said in a different way, a beautiful way
4: that um, mm. was
0: complimentary and and, and so it 's nice sometimes to have that confirmation and that other reflection um like you're reflecting for Jennifer, and you know um, that 's why we have our wonderful mentors and coaches and' cause sometimes it it is fantastic to have that yeah backup that support is so important and uh, let's just share with folks how uh, before we get to the next questions where people can get a hold of you so if you want to just share your website again and then if you wanted to um, you know I, I know you'd written here your email so I wasn't sure if you wanted to share that as well
1: yeah, let's just share my email because then you can get to me right directly. Um, it's lisa at joywriting.org. That's easy. It's easy to spell. It's easier than my last name. It's lisa at joywriting.org and just send me an email if you and if you want to write in the subject line you know light warrior or you know whatever you want to write so that i know that you're calling in from the show or if you have a question um anything just connect or if you just want to come online and say i don't believe in all of that intuition stuff like go ahead let's let's have a conversation but um (laughs) i'm open and and i really love talking about all this stuff so um you know it like you were saying earlier, um, you know this is my this is my passion, this is my path, my journey that I have been evolving on all these years, and so these are the kinds of conversations that I love to have. So feel free, please, to reach out to me. Um, I'm happy oh, to beautiful. happy to serve. Oh,
2: beautiful,
0: beautiful. Okay, our next caller is ending in uh, five four four six. So I'm going to unmute you and just let us know your first name and what you're dealing with, 5446. This is my, four, this, is
1: four, six. this is my path, my journey, oh. that I have You may have to turn down the volume there, because so we
0: can hear. These are
1: the kinds of conversations I love to have. So feel free, please, to reach out to me. Um, I'm happy to have so you, far. Far. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, our
0: next caller. There's a delay, of course. 5446. I can six, hear it. know your first name.
2: Hello, this is Nancy. Can you hear me? Hey, Nancy. Yeah, Yeah, we can hear you. And uh, yeah, what you got for us? Wow. So um, my burning question is what is the message from my body with my fluid flow restrictions through my head and neck um, and my decisions around medical care. I'm 65 almost and I'm not coping well with the head pressure that when it's high it restricts my cognitive function like my nourishment and my removal of toxins is just not happening despite all that I've done. And I've located a doctor but I'm spinning out because the appointment's far off and I'm Overthinking. Do I need to seek additional care? Do I sit back and wait? Am I really going to be able to get there? And that's the gist. Ah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. So is your burning question um, trying to understand what's going on with your body or what the next step is medically or both?
2: <laughs> well, um, could be both. I feel like I do have a deep sense of, that there's restrictions, and I don't know, though, if it's lymphatic, blood. I believe it's structural issues from my birth that have just gotten worse over the course of my life from injuries and concussions and so on. And so I have this deep conviction that there is a structural issue that, you know, all the energetic can – nourishment things and so on that I've done have helped but very minimally so I'm like at my core thinking there's a a physical structural um, fix and I want to confirm that I also like I'm not doing good I'm not connecting with these doctors and that means something too and I'm lost in all the messages because there's just I'm not coping. I'm not managing because my primary symptom is it's taking away my cognition and my ability to do that. Got it. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing
1: all this. And, you know, I can imagine that by not having the answers, you know, our health is probably one of the most important things to us, right? And if our health yes. isn't great, then the rest of our lives, is, we're not going to function at the same level. So, you I, know, I, I really acknowledge that and respect that. Um, and so in, in your situation, you know, it sounds to me like you have a, a strong sense of intuition, like something's not right. Like the, the things that the doctors are saying to me just don't seem like they fit. And the, the treatment that I've received isn't really doing the trick. Is that accurate? Yes. Very accurate. Okay. Okay. And are, have you been to any kind of doctors that, are, that practice alternative medicine or anything else like that? Any naturopathic doctors or anybody else a outside massive, of like Western medicine?
2: Yes. A massive number of doctors, pro- providers, various modalities, and um, a massive amount of money. And all of a sudden I'm back to, wait a minute, there's something physical that happened that I was born with that's never been acknowledged and addressed and that's been the deepest root upstream that's caused all the other things to only help minimally got it okay and so
1: um i'm going to ask for dr karen's support here too i have a sense that sometimes when we um when we have a sense of i know that there's something deeper i know there's something that the doctors are missing or i have a sense that i know what it is um, this is where I believe in, in our, using our intuition that we get to trust it 100% and then, and then act on it and back it up with results or with, um, you know, some kind of a feedback. And so it sounds like you've already tried Western medicine. You've already tried, you know, many different modalities in the naturopathic arena. Um, but I know from my own experience there are a million different types of healers out there and practitioners well, well, that you
2: all yeah, right? Well, starting with Western medicine, I Western medicine didn't have any direction. They didn't know. I mean, I'm now saying to Western medicine, please look for these early, um, you know, these things like Chiari malformation and the aggravated by like craniocervical instability. and. And, um, you know, Eller Stanlos, I've just, no, nothing's been diagnosed, nothing's been looked at seriously because I look like I'm coping and I, I'm like out of cope. And so it's like invisible to people. So I do think that Western medicine may really be where I need to go, but getting in and having an appointment is an incredibly mm-hmm. big obstacle. Yeah, um, I I hear you. I'll I'll
0: interject here, Nancy, if that's okay. Please. Dr. Karen. Um, You know, as as a medical doctor and uh, as, you know, one of the top in my class, um, I can tell you that uh, the grand majority of uh, people with uh, chronic issues we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> there is no lab test. There is no X-ray. There is no CAT scan. And in, in Canada, you know, and, and uh, the U.K. as well, um, we were taught more like listen to I'm, – I'm summarizing here. I'm not necessarily true of every locale, but um, listen to the patient and their story because oftentimes you can diagnose it from that. And then if not, then physical exam, right? So I was pretty darn good at that, maybe not – expert like the, you know, the people in the 40s that didn't have CAT scans and x-rays because in Canada, you know, those things are, uh, well, x-rays not so much, but like CAT scans, MRIs, were really hard to come by, okay? We had to wait like eight months for those kinds of things, not like in the U.S. where you're like, tomorrow you can get your CAT scan, you know what I mean? You have to wait. So you had to figure out how to help this person before they got the scan, and then if they didn't qualify for the scan because they weren't serious enough, you didn't get the scan. So you had to figure out how to diagnose them. I got to tell you, based on what we were taught, the knowledge, and I'm like, you know, like top of my class, right? We would have no idea what is going on with you. Nancy, you already know what's going on with you. Seriously, I'm listening to you, you know, listening to you, Mm -hmm. you know, talking with Lisa, and I'm like, oh, she already knows. You absolutely do. And now that I do light medicine, and of course we ask specific questions, uh, and I, you know, sometimes put my doctor hat on, and so I I have words around some of these things. There absolutely can be um, uh, traumatic, uh, if you will, energies, and that can inform the physical body what to make next. Because at the end of the day, um, your DNA listens to your environment, and your environment listens to whatever energies are around, and then it just keeps uh, replicating itself in whatever pattern that it knows and has been used to. So you're just replicating this old pattern from something that happened super, super long ago. The nice thing is if you mm-hmm. tune in to quantum, you're able to actually reverse those patterns. Like, for example, you know, in one of the healing modalities I'm learning with, through my mentor, we lift the um, astral body up, right? And we can actually scan from head to toe the astral or the etheric body to look for these things, to look for these traumas, and to smooth them out, things like that, because we know the pattern underneath Um, informs the physicality but that is unfortunately not in the realm of naturopathic medicine necessarily training it's not in the Mm -hmm. realm of western medicine training and so many people end up getting so frustrated
2: because Mm -hmm.
0: no one's listening to them (laughs) they don't get it they're not in their skin they don't understand what it feels like right? but I empathize with you Nancy and um, all I can say is that there's, there's so many you know, uh, you, everything that you've experienced up until this moment got you here to this degree of knowledge and understanding about yourself and your body. Yeah, maybe it was a really long road. Maybe it was a lot of money. Maybe it was a lot of asking outside of yourself and then realizing, wait a second, nobody really knows except me. And I think I'm sure
3: Lisa would agree with that piece.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, you know, having this knowledge, Dr. Karen, too, I mean, it sounds like you might, you know, you and, and or your colleagues might be somebody who can help her directly. But uh, my, my instinct, my intuition tells me if, if everything else has not worked or has not failed, you know, has failed so far, then try something else. Try the energy work because I'm a, I'm a firm believer in it, too. I don't practice it, but I've definitely gone to practitioners, um, you know, when everything else has not worked. Um, to, to find those resolutions. So, I mean, you get to keep seeking until you get the resolution that you, that you deserve um, and trusting yourself. I love that. So you already know what is going on. You just yep, get to find exactly. the right people to help you. That's it. And, and don't give right, up you don't until give up. you get the resolution.
0: Yes, yeah. exactly. I, I like to say that there is no failure. The only failure is if you stop. So you don't yeah.
2: stop. yeah, and I keep pushing, 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 and I have to ask myself, how much am I harming myself by continuing to keep trying, but I know that there's no hope if I don't continue to seek um i i um I'm listening, uh, Dr. Karen, when you were talking about that astral body, maybe you said scan, maybe you didn't for well, trauma, and i'm I'm not. Like, I'm not totally clear on that. I know that, yes, I have a history of uh, trauma on lots of levels, and some of it even medical trauma. Um, oh,
4: yeah, that's what and I, I mean. know
2: Yeah, and I know, yeah, so there's there's something there. I also do have an appointment that I made in March that's coming up in October on the opposite side, of um, the, the U.S. from where I live, and and um, yet I've just been, like, spinning out about waiting and wondering if I need to have other preliminary diagnoses because I'm just not, you know, I'm desperate. I'm in pain. I'm not cognating yeah. well a lot. Yeah. People want a label, and that's unfortunate,
0: and I must have to start well, I- it another YouTube channel just talking about, you know, the doctor stuff uh, because the label is so yeah. not helpful. We, we want a diagnosis, not, we want a label.
2: It's, it's, a, it's a fix I want um, more than a label, but sometimes you have to have a label to get a fix. I mean, like, do either of you is your, well, yeah, I'm listening to you, and that's what I would like to know a little more of if you're willing is you have it does not need a physical fix because I'm at a place of thinking it does.
0: Well, I think you need to uh, definitely respect your feeling of that. Like, for example, I love body work, but what I did not realize was that the fascia is like a spiritual organ in my body and even though it's a physical Mm -hmm. organ it has an energetic version so if i work on the fascia energetically and and there's all these trauma energies from the past past lives whatever blah 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 right and then physicality i'm learning through these other teachers like okay so how do i shift the the stuckness you know, in the fascia that prevents my, for example, the glymphatics of the brain, the lymph from flowing. I never even heard of lymphatic. never learned it in medical school, right? But it was like new information. So every time I get new information, I go, well, that's interesting, right? And so I just keep learning, and, like, every week I can tell you that there's something new that I'm learning from someone yeah. else. And, and so, yeah, absolutely. I think that the physical, the metaphysical, that marriage of the two is definitely – um, I think personally, again, this is just through my consciousness. so just filter it out whatever yes. works for you, right? It's not about me. Um, I just find that by personal experience, it's just the fastest, quickest way uh, to get there. Yes. and this is something that not all you know medical doctors or naturopathic doctors or healers, even energy healers are going to be able to necessarily tell you because you, you like like Lisa say, like you already know. It's just, just like a little tweak, sometimes a, a tool, sometimes just a one word from my mentor. Sometimes I'm like, oh, okay. Like yesterday I heard like one photon is not one photon of light. One photon almost like procreates itself into multiples of photons of light. Light continues to spread. Darkness, not so much. It just isn't physically possible, but for light, one photon of light when two or more are gathered, you know, and they used to say that, right? Um, It's a bigger effect. And it's like this this off-world being just said that. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. Like it just finally got through my head. Oh, my gosh, one photon of light is not one photon of light. One photon of light can expand into billions of photons of light. That is a Mm. property of light. I did not understand that until yesterday, right? So – Nancy, I, I believe absolutely you can heal, and you just keep searching uh, because in your search, you are finding,
1: and you're so close. I can just feel mm-hmm. it. Yes, and don't give up until you do.
2: Mm-mm. That's part of the You're worth journey. it. Right? Just Sometimes in, that's why yeah, you're here. Figure these things out. For yeah, me. and in re- reference to the glymphatic system, I mean, I've been – really um, paying attention to this um, for quite some time and doing every single thing that I've learned so far to address that. And that's why I've reached the point of there's something structural that needs Mm -hmm. to perhaps be surgically changed because all of these things yeah, surgery very, doesn't very help. I can, I'm just
0: gonna cut that. Prudent. I'm just gonna cut that road right there, Nancy. Don't waste your time. Surgery's gonna give you more scar tissue, and that's exactly the opposite of what you want. So again, I'm not your doctor. I didn't do a physical exam on you, that kind of thing. But if you've been to all those people so far and they've done physical exams, they've done lab tests, they've done all that kind of stuff, you do not have a surgical issue. Actually,
2: I've so, spent more time with the energy people, and I'm having trouble even getting... Yeah, well, I know the limits of surgery. So
0: I know that yeah. the, the the left brain part of you wants, wants that answer, wants a definitive, you know, it's a westernized way of looking at the world, but that is not even structurally how you get the body back to structure. There is no surgery on the planet that is a physical surgery that gets your body back into alignment. It always... And is that it's what you say done. even for
2: someone who was born malformed? Yep, because you know what? I've seen people with
0: incredible scoliosis that have done block therapy, and in three weeks their spine is straight. And I'm like, holy F. In all of medicine, mm. I've never seen that, right? And I'm like, you're kidding me. This person just used this block? They didn't change their diet? They didn't have surgery? They, what? How is yeah. this spine yeah. straight in three weeks? Omg, yeah. mind blown, right? And I'm
1: constantly getting my mind blown every day.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, right. And I yep. wish
1: yep. I wish we could have an Nancy. I wish we could have an answer for yeah. you because I know that's what you would yeah. love to hear right now on the show. But if you want to reach yeah. out to us, you know, outside the show, please do because we, I'm happy yeah. to continue this conversation with you too. Um, but Thank I think when, when it ends up something that you're saying, yeah. 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 yeah but, but what I'm hearing is that you know. You have you know, you trust your intuition, yeah. trust it, keep speaking and you know, don't stop until you get the resolution that you want. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: I believe yeah. in you. Uh you're strong. You're very strong. You wouldn't have made it this yeah. far. Otherwise. That's uh, right. you know, you. Stick with the stick with the communities, you know, connect to Lisa. Um and sometimes we just need that support and just yeah you know, to sometimes fill in the gaps of what we maybe don't know here or there. But a lot of times the mentor just, or the coach brings you back to you and you're like, ah, shoot, I need that answer all along. <laughs> yes, but yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's great. So, so we do need to move on. But um, Nancy, thank you so much. I appreciate for, your time. Thank you.
2: Sharing. Yeah, thank you, Nancy.
1: And so, you know, I, if I can, this is this is a perfect segue into one of the things that I wanted to share and that sometimes our intuition um, we don't trust it, because there, are, in my opinion, there are about three or four things, maybe more, that block our intuition. And those things are fear, trauma, loss, and overwhelm. And when we're in those spaces of fear, trauma, loss, overwhelm, it's really hard to really listen to ourselves and trust ourselves. I know with Nancy, like, she's clear about what she believes it is, but it sounds like she doesn't really trust herself to be able to find the answer herself, that she wants somebody else to kind of guide her to the answer. And It doesn't mean that the answer can't be found through another practitioner or the support through another practitioner, but we get to even, we get to trust what the answer is. We get to trust the process of it, that we will find the answers ourselves. But when we're in those spaces of fear, trauma, loss, overwhelm, it can be hard to hear. And so... For those times, because we're all there, <laughs> we've all been in those spaces, whether it's a season or a moment or like the pandemic and experience that we're all, we're all having, uh, we get to go inward and heal emotionally yeah. and, go, um, and go inward and connect with ourselves um, so that we can hear our intuition and trust ourselves. So I just wanted to share that too. Yes, thank you so much um, for
0: saying that. I know, uh, you know, was it last week or the week before last? Uh, that time is going really quickly. Um, you know, I was having what I call sick symptoms. I wasn't sick, but <laughs> I was expressing uh, a very intense detoxification uh, symptoms.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, I got the wonderful opportunity, and that's what people think I'm absolutely nuts. But the wonderful opportunity to to experience my body healing itself right, through whether it be through yeah. fever or aches and pains, and I could go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that that's what happens when your lymph is backed up, okay, you know, and, then, and just, like, experience it. And then also hearing in the back of my mind what other people would say. Other people go, oh, my God, my, both arms are numb. I must be having a stroke. I need to go to the ER. I need to get a COVID test, I, you know, and I could hear the the masses of that, and I can go, oh, yeah. oh okay. That's what they're going through. Okay. So I can be compassionate, understanding. So I literally went through that week, like literally like radical acceptance, accepting Mm. I'm lying there. I'm feverish. I can drink water. Do I really need to eat? Not really. I can lose five pounds. That's good. You know, like it's just Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. this humor and this ability to just totally just trust Um okay my body's a self-healing organism um it's very uncomfortable at this moment but i'm going to just trust like let go with go, go, right. like god and the old me would be control 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 i need a diagnosis i need a test i need a you know this kind of thing and i totally was able to view myself in a completely different way than 20 years ago mm. where i'd be so controlling oh, i needed to know all the answers so anyway just a little pep talk for for nancy here um So I do want to unmute the the next person um, who's been waiting patiently. We might not get to everyone today, uh, but please uh, know that Lisa can be reached at Lisa at joywriting all one word dot org. So Lisa at joywriting dot org in case we don't get to your question. We have about eleven minutes left on the live stream. If mm-hmm. you're on the phone, it'll continue to record, just so you know, but people on the live stream if it cuts off suddenly, you know, uh that is why if we're in the middle of a sentence it might do that. So just a, a warning about that. So I'm gonna unmute um the number is three seven zero five. Hi.
4: Hi.
0: Hi, Patty. This are is Patty. How
4: are you? Yeah. Um, hey, hi, Patty. And I just have a little uh, feedback, if that's okay, and then a question. Uh, as I listened to Jennifer, I heard her say that perhaps all she needs to do is change the date of her flight reservation. Well, I just wanted to affirm that Jennifer knows. She already knows, and my intuition confers with her. Uh with her intuition regarding changing her reservation, I would suggest that she consider doing that and then check within, again, with her intuition after she does that to see how how things feel then. Um, that's for Jennifer. And for Nancy, Nancy knows the answer, too, that she should speak out Eastern medicine and... Uh, it just popped into my head that maybe Dr. Dennis and Dr. Karen could help her on, is it August 1st, Karen, on your radio show? Because uh, Nancy,
0: the first Monday of each uh, month, yes, we, we have our the doctors uh, live for the patches and things like that. So, yeah, that's a great idea. Thank you for that.
4: And uh, it, it does sound like Nancy might have a five-elements issue, so... Um, that's what I'm getting anyway.
0: Thanks, Pat. So, Did you have a question um, for yourself? just okay. wanted to help thank
4: you. Yeah, my question was Lisa was going to discuss some various tools for improving intuition, yes. and I'd be yeah. interested yeah. in hearing more about those. Perfect. So well, thank you So if there isn't much. time We're today, me up. maybe she could come back and do that another time if there isn't time. Oh, today. Well,
0: we'll
1: do that right now.
4: Thank you. Yeah,
1: we can. Thank you. Yeah, Pat. Thank you. And and um, I appreciate that. And I also want to let you know that if you want to go deeper, if you want to hear more, you're welcome to reach out to me again in my email, Lisa at joywriting.com, because the tools that I'm going to explain, I'm going to go over them quickly. But, I mean, the processes are sim- simple, um, but I can explain them more. If you want me to, um, just reach out to me in my email, and I'd be happy to have that conversation with you. Um, so... Um, to, if, if it's okay, I'll share it right now. So the number one tool, sure. like I mentioned before, was the automatic or inspired writing. And the simple way to explain that is simply to get into a medi- meditative state. It doesn't take long, maybe five minutes, enough so that you know that you're going to, like, an energy level that's less than just your, con- your normal conscious state. Um, I get there with music. I use a little bit of meditative music. I get quiet for five or ten minutes. And then I get out my journal and a pen and I start writing and I usually write, um, I write down the question that I have, just like we're doing in this, in this podcast, I might have like a burning question that's on my mind for the day. Not what's the meaning of life? Why am I here? But like, just, you know, what is the best? what's the best use of my time for the day? Or should I write this email and send it today? Or should I, you know, whatever decision I'm trying to make, should I take my son to this doctor or that doctor? You know, like whatever decision I'm making, I write it down, the question, and then I allow myself to keep writing about it. I might start writing about the gratitude I have about the situation, the worries that I have, and eventually what happens is I start getting answers. There's intuitive hits, whether it's a thought, or my hand starts writing on its own and giving me the answers. Lisa, now is not the time. Why don't you call so-and-so? Why don't you listen to this, pick up this book? And it's usually an intuitive hit for the next step. It's not always the answer, the, the solution, but it might just be the next step. So that's automatic or inspired writing. The other tool that I use is guided meditation very similar to the first. I go into a meditative state, but I actually will, um, I, have, I have a guided meditation that I created that I'll listen to myself, you know, guide myself, or you can just go on YouTube and find any guided meditation um, and have that question in mind. And when you're going through the meditation, keep bringing that, that question up to your, so your subconscious mind is, like, cued in. And sometimes people experience, like, magical results. But if nothing else the guided meditation will just open up the possibilities so um, sometimes we don't get the answers right then and there in that space of meditating or the automatic writing but because we've given ourselves permission to ask sometimes the answers come at other times during the day in our conscious waking lives Um, another tool is prayer so if you're a prayerful person it's very similar to guided meditation Another tool is, um, and this is my last one, is the divine listening. And what I mean by divine listening, um, for me, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in God. Um, If you have, like, access to otherworldly beings or angels or anything else, you know, I, I see it as an opportunity to tap into something, a higher conscious than what we are currently living, okay? And so tapping into that divine listening is really just being open, just being open to hearing something as we're moving about our day there have been so many times and I'm sure that people who are listening can um, identify this that I have been driving down a road and I just get the sense of don't go the same way make a right earlier you know like I I just have this feeling I just want to make this turn earlier or go a different way to work or drive a different way to a grocery store and then I hear later that there was an accident or the road was blocked or there was a five-mile backup on the highway, and I got off early. And I didn't know about it, but somehow it saved me time or an emergency, you know. Um, I've had many experiences like that where it saved me from an, an actual accident or it's led me to something that I needed. You know, like turn down this,
2: this road,
1: and I turn, and there's a sign there saying, you know, grand opening, blah, 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 and it's something that I needed <laughs> to see at that time, yes. right? Yes, you're I love those. You know, I love those. So to me that's divine listening. Just being open and aware that the answers can come for us, those answers to our and trusting our intuition. They can come at any time. It's not just when we're sitting in a lotus position. Right. So it could that's be when you're
0: driving it. or listening to yeah. a song. It could be the song itself. You know, or It could or, be the song itself. You know, like, yes even the tv commercial not that i watch tv but you know like it's um, like magazines like it's so many things that you know i'd have a question and then just because my eyes are open like you said to be open then the answer comes through you know some yes. other medium could be from a person and
1: then i'm just like oh. whoa that was so cool <laughs> yes yes
0: yeah
1: and the last piece i'll share is that when i trust my intuition the feeling that I trust is peace and ease. When I'm trusting my intuition, I never feel fear, ever. Yeah. I might yep. be nervous about, the deci- about acting and stuff like that, but the decision itself is never fear. It's always peace, ease, love, joy. Mm,
4: that's yeah. a
3: great tip. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I know that we're near the end, but um again with my daughter um she had her last open heart surgery she's had 12 surgeries to date she's had four open hearts and the last surgery that she had she was three years old and i had to use my intuition big time because we my husband and i had to make a big decision about whether we were going to um essentially allow my daughter to live out her days with palliative care which meant like letting her die um or try this really risky open-heart surgery that had never really been done before. And talk about a big decision. She was only three years old, and here we are, like, how do we as parents know what the right thing is? And it was in a foreign – we were going – we were in New Jersey. We had to drive to Boston for this. We'd have to leave my son behind. We've already been through a lot of trauma as a family. Like, why take this huge risk? we could have lost her on the table at three versus having her around for another couple years. Like, that's a big decision for a parent to make. And it was not easy. And I did a lot of praying, and I did a lot of hot and cold games, and I did a lot of guided meditation. And what actually came out of it all is that feeling of giving her a shot at life gave me peace and joy because I was doing everything I could to give her a chance versus letting her go. And I felt so much fear in the idea of not giving her that chance and watching her slowly decline. And so that trusting of the intuition came because I imagined the outcome. I imagined the outcome of the possibilities, and that gave me peace and ease. And she could have easily – she lived, yay, and she's 14, and it's wonderful, and it all worked out for me. But it could have, it could have easily turned out the other way. Right. But I was at peace because – I knew that I made the right choice for myself and, you know, for our our family at that time because I felt that ease and peace. Beautiful. Wow. Wow, that is
0: powerful. That is really powerful. Um, I know there's some folks with their hands up still, so I apologize. We're running out of time here on the 90-minute clock, but uh, definitely connect with Lisa uh, at – uh, joywriting.org so lisa at joywriting.org and uh, lisa it's been a, such a beautiful time with you here today thank you so much for your wisdom and your experience and, and I love your stories um, it's absolutely been delightful and I want to also thank everyone who called in and, and um, shared their story with us too
1: thank you and thanks for giving me this opportunity it's a really rich topic and it's been, it's been a, really, a really delightful so thank you for having me So fun, so fun. Thanks, everyone. Thank
0: you, Lisa. Until next time, lots of love, everyone. Bye for now.
1: All right. Take care.